This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, August 18th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are we doing? Alright, how about yourself, Dill? Doing okay. Doing okay. I survived my trip to Seattle. I got to see a duel between Ubaldo Jimenez and Marco Gonzalez, which was pretty thrilling. They both almost made it five innings. I believe it was like 15 to 12 hits, actually. It was nuts. And our boy Marco Gonzalez looked good for a while and then couldn't make it through five. I saw Edwin Diaz, I think. With a three-run lead, walk three and hit two. Yeah. That's fantastic. And then get yanked, and then Mark Zipchensky came in to face Chris Davis and struck him out on three pitches to get a save. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I always liked Razor. Yeah. Well, when he had to come in and get a lefty, he had bases loaded and one-run lead. And he was like, oh, yeah, I can get out a lefty. No I can problem. do this. Yeah. That's his job. Well, so, yeah. uh, this week I, I got to – I watched a lot of the White Sox Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you were messaging me about it while I was out of town. Was, it, the series was actually a lot of fun, just because uh-huh. you know there are pieces of the current White Sox roster that will either play a key role in the rebuild or play a key role on, on another good team. Uh-huh. They're not boring, as no. what I keep saying about them. No, they're they're not boring, and that also kind of ties into that. Boring also ties into their current bullpen, which. I don't like to say that something's the worst I've ever seen, but the current White Sox bullpen might, might be, be there. Might be one of the worst. Might be. I, I don't know if they're the worst bullpen in the league, mm-hmm. but it's just. I'm trying to say they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There, there was a stat that the, the I, 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 there was some wacky stat about uh, Justin Wilson, the, the, you know, the, the guy that the Cubs traded for, how he's given up like sixteen base runners or something in his last five innings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake Pratchett has blown that out of the like destroyed that. Been way, way, way worse. Oh, yeah. it, 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 it's a total hold my beer moment. It really is. I can do better. Yeah. Oh, I can do better. No, no, no. I can give up more hits. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, Matt, our picks this weekend were, or this week, pardon me, were okay. Uh, I win the duel of Denelson Lamette versus Mark Leder Jr. That I was guess. much of a duel. Yeah. Lamette went seven innings, two runs, seven strikeouts. I guess I'll take that. You know, not aces, but fine. You had Jose Urena do well. He was quality, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he got uh, two strikeouts in five innings, but five innings, zero earned runs. I think he had an unearned run, but good enough to against the Giants. That's what you we were looking for. Eduardo Rodriguez wasn't special, but he got his strikeouts. We had Yulish Chassin take on the Nationals. Five innings, one run, six strikeouts. That's about all you can ask for, right? Correct. Yeah, he did that. That is <laughs> continues to work at home in San Diego for whatever reason. And the only other hitter I see of note is that on Wednesday, my original picks didn't work out. My A pick for Wednesday was uh, Gerard Dyson. I want to see him in Seattle, and he didn't start, unfortunately. So I had John Jay against Homer Bailey, and he didn't go. So I got Gerardo Parra, my C pick, against Mike Fultonevich. Cost me 46% on that pick, but he had uh, he went three for four with four RBIs. Yeah, like, he, okay. like, yeah he, he was wrecking stuff. He really was. They blew up Mike Fultonovich. That went bad for the that Braves. Bad. And, uh, so my C pick came through just because A and B happened to not play. Fair enough. Okay. I should uh, get us into these picks. You got anything before we look at Friday, Saturday, Sunday? No, I got stuff I want to mention after, but no. Not, okay. Nothing. nothing okay. We should get to the no picks. No baseball stuff right now. Um, No, no, no. I, it's all baseball related, just not pick related. And I think we should get okay. to the first. Okay. We'll do that. So Friday... August 18th. Matt, 
this day is ugly on pitching. This is real bad. I've said this a number of times, but I feel like I've been saying that all year is our ERAs will show. This is a tough pitching year. This is a tough pitching day. We've talked about this yet. I wrote down nine names, which doesn't mean I had a bunch of good picks. It means I have a lot of directions (laughs) I can squint to try and make it work, and it's not good. So, Matt, Andrew Heaney's back. He gets the Orioles. It's his first start back. Interesting pitcher, but you don't want him in his first start, I assume. Not in his first start, no, but I, I'm I'm keeping an eye on it, for sure. Yep, he's a guy. He had some talent. German Marquez starts in Coors at home against the Brewers. He's okay in Coors, but it is the Coors. It is Brewers. You don't want that, do you? I No, I'm not a fan of that. I squinted so hard. Matt Moore against the Phillies... They don't really hit, but he's, he's too bad, right? I think he might be my pick. Okay. There's some strikeout upside there, and the Phillies are bad enough. And at San Francisco. It's in San Francisco, yeah, that's the it's in San Francisco where he is less bad. He's still not good, but he's less bad. Yeah. It's such a tough day that I can't criticize who you pick here. No, he, he's, coming <laughs> off, he's coming off a decent start, but he got blown, he got blown up like right before that. Uh-huh. So I want to think, I don't think he's a, a 6 CRA pitcher, but maybe he is. He's having her, uh, in the year of 2017 and what's been going on, you know, with pitching and, and the balls flying out and stuff, I could see that. But you're right, his ERA is under 5 in San Francisco, which is kind of sad that we could consider that. Yeah. Uh, there's a few others to at least look at. Luis Perdomo at home in San Diego gets the Nationals. Nah. I just don't care. I, if you had to like ask me what like a pitcher, if you asked me to show you a pitcher that I didn't care about in San yeah. Diego, it would yeah. be Luis Perdomo. Well, his ERA is higher in San Diego. He's just, so yeah, he's not really taking advantage there. No. Yeah. How about Justin Nicolino going to the Mets? Justin Nicolino is not any good, but neither are the Mets. Would you consider that? No. There's no upside there. No, no, there isn't. No. There's, no, there's no strikeouts, no upside. I'm slightly more interested in Chris Flexen, but not really. He's a little bit of a guy, but he's been so bad that he's I don't rough, know how he yeah. can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, skip them. How about Erasmo the Eraser going home to Tampa Bay? I guess home one versus home two. Yeah. He had a good start last time. Okay, I looked really hard at this, but he's rough against lefties, and the Rays are left-handed enough that it scares me off. Uh-huh. And it's not like he was good when he was pitching there. So, no. Yeah. He, he was good against the Angels last time, but they're all right-handed. So I feel like Erasmo sure. might be one of those guys where in the few matchups that work out all right-handed. Like if he somehow faced Pittsburgh, which won't happen as a Mariner, like they're all right-handed, that could work. But mm-hmm. I'm going to skip him in Tampa Bay here as well. Would you ever think about Andrew Kashner getting the White Sox? I looked again. There's no strikeout upside. There's no strikeout upside at all. But he has a three-three-two ERA. Like that's it's, pretty good compared to all our picks right here. Who's like empty batting average? Where it's just uh, like like he's like the Martin Prado of of starting pitchers. Where it's just like it's just yeah. empty stats. It really is. Yeah, he has not struck out many guys this year at all. I. It's hard to really care. I agree. He might be one of the safest picks here, though. I don't think it would be crazy if you had gone with it. So it's hard to recommend on DFS or anything. If you're in a head-to-head league and you need wins, you could consider it, I feel like, because I think the Rangers can beat James Shields. But if you're in DFS, there's just not enough strikeouts to get the upside for it. So it doesn't really fit us here. I have two more names. Would you consider Zach Eflin also going to San Francisco? opposite Matt Moore. His ERA is also sky high, but he's facing the Giants. Is that a possibility for you? Have you seen the Giants roster? It's real bad. Oh, they're horrible. You it's, just it's... streamed Jose Urena against them, and it went real but well. But Jose Urena's good. Jose Urena's okay. Let's pump the brakes there. Jose I... Urena is all right. 
If Jose Urena was, was pitching on Monday, you would take him. Or yeah. sorry, pitching oh, on Friday, you would take him. He's better than Zach Eflin, for sure. Yeah, I can see that. I squinted really hard at that Giants roster. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the book on them is that they used to be left super left-handed. Yeah. They have lefties, but they're all awful. Yeah. yeah I'm not as worried about that. So Zach Eflin's I, not been good. No strikeouts either. No. So. I, I guess if you're really hunting for the strikeouts, I guess I think Matt Moore is probably yeah the option. It's just it's yeah. it, it's not a great offense in a pitcher's park. Strikeout upside. It kind of ticks the box, all the boxes, but I'm not. Yeah. Please, if if anyone out there listening is going to make this pick based on what I say, I'm stopping you, but it's going to be on my spreadsheet. Here's the thing: is there are other guys here that we might recommend. It's just we're staying under our threshold. But like, you could take. It might be a day to pay for an ace. Take Corey Kluber going to Kansas City. Take Carlos Martinez going to Pittsburgh. I'm fine with that. You know, take some of these other guys like Zach Godley getting the Twins. I'm not that scared of. I think that would be okay. Everybody's going to pay for Max Scherzer going to San Diego, but I think that's fine, you know. So it might be an ace day a little bit more than these ones. I do have a pick, Matt. It's the middle ground between scary matchup and actually a little bit of talent and strikeouts. I'm going to take Jordan Montgomery going to Boston, and this is a real tough matchup for him. Boston's not as good against lefties as you think. Mm -hmm. They're like 10th. So above average for sure, but not crazy. But he gets almost a strikeout in an inning, and his ERA is under four. And it's used to pitching in Yankee Stadium. Not that Fenway's going to be nice, but how, how many innings do you think he's going to pitch? If he goes five, I'll be real happy. Yeah, that's that's my concern too. I think if he goes five, you consider it a victory. So yeah. So again, I think he's one of the better talented pitchers of the day. Unfortunately, he has a bad matchup, but I'm just going to go with a guy who is kind of decent. So yeah, hard to recommend any of these, to be honest, but we got to pick some. I think this is one of those DFS days, either walk away or pay for an ace. I'm I'm kind of surprised you you didn't mention Hellboy. I mean, are you very excited about him at all? Just for the listener's sake, Hellboy is Jeremy Hellickson. I'm not excited about him, but I don't see any lefties in the LA Atlantic that can really hurt him, are there? No, they're mostly right-handed, so I guess that that would be okay, but... He has a 4.81 ERA away from Baltimore, and it's not like he's dominated righties. You know, in fact, righties have been meaner to him than lefties this year. He's just been yeah. kind of bad. He's been rough. Know? Yes, you're right. I mentioned people worse than him. You know, so he deserves a mention. But his strikeouts also disappeared this year too. Mm-hmm. So with all of the uh, bad pitchers, you must have some good hitters here. Yeah, I've got options. It's actually not that great. I, I guess it, it's a good hitting day. I didn't have a ton, I'll be Either. honest. I, I had options I like, but nothing that was like blowing my skirt off. It's just a weird-ass mm-hmm. day. Yeah, it was a real weird day. If I'm playing DFS, I might take a step away. <laughs> Not for me on Friday. You can do it, but it's weird. Who are you thinking for hitters on Friday? All right, C-pick. Uh, I'm actually picking against Erasmo. Okay. I, I, want, I want... He struggles with lefties enough. Mm-hmm. I want one of the Tampa Bay lefties, and I is think... Is it Lucas Duda? It is Lucas Duda. <laughs> wow, you're amazing. Well, I would have had Lucas Duda if I hadn't picked him on Thursday, but I went right there. I was like, yep, absolutely. I'm all about that. You know, he's actually had a really solid year. Yeah, no, he's pretty underrated. He's going to hit me a couple dozen home runs and be just fine. So. I mean, he's he's at 21 home runs, 17 against righties, 898 mm-hmm. OPS against righties, zero speed to speak of. But yeah, I, I'm tossing him out there at uh, 12% owned against Erasmus, my C pick. Yeah, I like that just fine. Don't have a problem with that at all. Next up, my B pick. Dylan, we just we spoke about uh, Luis Perdomo pitching at home mm-hmm. in Petco, where he's actually worse than he is away from Petco. Somehow, yeah. He's also really rough against lefties. 
So I'm looking for any lefty I can kind of I can toss in there against him, and there aren't many in the Washington roster. Mm-hmm. But an old friend of mine has has returned to the major league level. Okay, it's Alejandro Deasa. Oh man, that's a blast from the past. Not even that far back, but I agree. I had forgotten about him. He's in fact left-handed. He's throughout his career, he's actually done damage against against righties. Believe it or not. Uh-huh. He's in his age 33 season, and he's occupying a major league roster spot, and he's probably going to play against Perdomo on Friday night. Yeah, basically the Nationals are just really beat up, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I, when you're turning to Alejandro de Asa and you're like a contending team, yeah, uh-huh. you're pretty beat up. So yeah. he's probably going to get in there. It wouldn't shock me to see him do well against a, a guy as mediocre as Perdomo. It really wouldn't. Nope. And in a DFS-type situation, nobody else is going to have him nobody at all. Nobody's going to have him at all. That's all that points. Yeah, but he's probably. I'm probably not going to end up with him because my A pick. I'm spending. Okay. Okay. It's late. In the, late. In, it's late in the year. I got to start catching up. If it means you know, I got. I got to roach my my percentage. So be it at 55 percent owned. Uh, no more Mazzara against okay. James Shields. Oh, against James Shields, it should be just fine. Yeah, yeah le- lefty lefty on righty in favor of Mazzara. He's got 15 homers, 14 against righties, 8-2-3 OPS against, and he drives in. T- Tons of runs in that in that yeah. Texas lineup. They're going to beat up James Shields. He continues to be I, real bad. Yeah. Man, I'm at 11% for the year. You're at 12%. I think that's close enough. And we're deep enough in. You won't move the needle too much. So yeah. I can see that for sure. Uh, yeah, I like that. My C pick, I also wanted to pick against James Shields. I wrote Shinsu Chu. I think he could take any left-handed. I mean, right-handed also, but left-handed <sighs> especially. Rangers. Because James Shields has been particularly bad against lefties this year. Mm-hmm. If you want Joey Gallo, Nomar Mazzara, Shinsu Chu, they should all be fine. Do some real damage against James Shields. So I have him there as my C pick. He continues to be underowned. My B pick, a guy from the last show, I believe. I see Sal Romano in there going to Atlanta. He's one of those Reds pitchers that doesn't have it figured out yet. ERA <laughs> over six, not getting it done. So the uh, the brave that I want, especially because Sal Romano's been beat up more by righties than lefties for some reason, even though I wouldn't read too much into it. T-Flow? Right-handed brave. T-Flow. T-Flow is my B pick, mm. absolutely. Or my C pick. I have two up top, but I like T-Flow there for sure. Absolutely. He's 36% owned. He does his damage. He'll be fine. If you need a catcher, don't hesitate. I wrote is my A pick. He's a guy that is day-to-day. The Mets get a lefty. That means it's Wilmer Flores time, but he's day-to-day. So I don't know that he's going to start Friday. If he does start, I'm in. He's 6% owned. He matches on lefties. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I want a guy who, similar to Wilmer Flores, has not done much other than hit lefties. Is Travis Darno. If you want another cheap catcher, he's 7% owned. Sure. Should start. Does damage against lefties. Doesn't do much else. But you don't care. You just want the guy to start in there. So I like Travis Darno. Hopefully he can do something against Nicolino in the start. So should be fine. Okay, Matt. Saturday the 19th. We have some options here, actually. Unlike on Friday, I feel like there's places to go pitching-wise. Did you feel that way? Um, I feel better about Saturday than I did Friday, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, um, exactly. Not by a lot, but yeah. But places to go, at least. Friday was rough. Saturday, we can find something. Matt, Chad Bettis, coming off seven scoreless in his return, gets a start in Coors again against the Brewers. What a feel-good story. I'm not going here yet, are you? No. No. Can't do it. Interested. I hope he continues to do well. Me too. We'll see. But yeah, I cannot pick him there. We were wrong last time. Might be wrong again, but I'm not sure. How about Ariel Miranda going to Tampa Bay? No way on the road, right? Nope. No, thank you. It's... Interesting guy. Interesting guy starts at home. Inter- no, interesting no. guy at home. I don't think the Rays are the best matchup for him. Yeah, I agree. 
How about J.C. Ramirez going to Baltimore? Are you basically done with J.C. Ramirez? Basically, yeah. Yeah, four two six ERA on the air is fine. Over 100 strikeouts, but I want a better matchup before I do that. How about Kendall Graveman getting the Astros? Can you do that? I'm a lot more interested in the other half of this matchup than I am in Kendall Graveman. I am too. Colin McHugh at home against the A's. He's been still not great, you know, but I'm not really scared of the A's. And he has a few okay starts mixed in there. Would you, uh, you're thinking about Colin McHugh? Yes. Yeah. And he only, like, you can look at his splits, but he's only had, you know, a couple starts. So it's, it's yeah, it, starts. at this point, it's kind, of, it's kind of pointless to look at his splits. I'm looking yeah. for talent at that point. Honestly. Yeah, and I'm not worried about Oakland. They're just not scary. So I think that's just fine. I had a few more opposite Bettis, your boy, uh, Brandon Woodruff, going to Colorado. No way, right? Nope. I like yeah. I like Woody a lot, but I'm not going to roll him out there in Colorado, no. Yeah. He's made two starts, but no thanks there. The last pick, and it's either this or, or uh, McHugh for me. But Jared Eikhoff going to San Francisco, that's safe enough for you, right? Actually, I don't, just because he does have the, you know, the lefty split that we have to worry about, but uh-huh. point, point to one lefty in that lineup that scares you. Yeah, no, I'm not really. Brandon Belt, I guess? Uh, I believe he's in the DL. Oh, even better then. No wonder they're so stinky. Yes. <laughs> that's also how little I've been paying attention to the San Francisco Giants. I, I, I had to look to, to find out, so. Yeah. So, I, I clearly, I'm not worried about lefties on the Giants at all. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Jared Einkoff. He's not exciting, but here I have the roster up now. Brandon Crawford, who doesn't hit anymore. No. Ryder Jones playing first base. Pablo Sandoval, the switch hitter back in the major leagues. Jarrett Parker and Denard Span. Those are the lefties you're worried about, which means you're not worried. So, no. I think this is a totally fine start for Jared Einkoff, especially in San Francisco. I think so. I, I think so, too, but my pick is still Colin McHugh. You're going Colin McHugh? Okay. Yeah. I'm fine with both of those. I was between the two. I think that ICOB is barely safer, but less upside. But they're pretty close for me. So Okay, how about hitters, Matt? Are you thinking for Saturday for hitters? This is my C pick. We're going to st- we're gonna stay in, in San Francisco um, because the Phillies get Ty Blotch. Yes, they do. Yeah, the lefty. So I want I want to attack him with righties. And the guy I'm interested in is Reese Hoskins. Yeah, I love Reese Hoskins. What do you know about Reese Hoskins? I know he's a, a bit of a prospect. He's right-handed, and he beats on lefties. Uh-huh. So the Reese Hoskins thing is that he was always like a middle-wing prospect, a lower prospect. He came out of college, and people are like, eh, whatever. He's not that good, but he'll be he'll be okay. And then he just tore up the minors, and he just continues to tear up the minors, and he's just a, like, he's a slugger. He's a first-base slugger. And everyone was like, yeah, I can beat up minor league pitching, but it's just the higher minor he'll slow down then he blew up double a last year and then he blew up triple a this year and eventually scouts just have to go like the shrug and be like if he keeps hitting he just planned to hit his way into the majors you know and i don't know if eventually scouts will be right you know and that he won't work in the major leagues but he already has three homers the power is certainly real so i don't know i i don't think he has a huge ceiling but if he turns into a big basher like hits 220 with 35 homers like that's still useful power is kind of the most important skill so some would say but in fantasy the most interesting skill i would say and he's already hit two homers off a lefty so yeah so i like it I totally like it. It's tie block. I think it's going to be just fine. So I'm not rushing out to get him in my fantasy leagues, but I think that you could consider it in your deeper formats if he's still sitting there, because this could be a power guy down the stretch, especially if in September he faces a bunch of 40-man rosters in a lease type guys. So 
Yeah. I think uh, honestly that. still we're it's yeah. August and we're already like we're already seeing the uh that kind of roster. That kind of picture. Yeah, you know the um the, you know the, the, Sal Romano is that the putz's name you mentioned? Yes. Yeah, we're already yes. seeing th- th- those guys are here. Yep. So, yeah, now I'm now I'm thinking about it in my head-to-head league. I'm like maybe Reese Hoskins is actually kind of interesting down the stretch. I don't know. So, anyway, I like that pick a lot. He's the guy worth talking about. Okay. Said, B pick. Well, the hold my beer White Sox. They, they're tossing James Shields out there on Friday, setting Derek Holland out on Saturday. Yes. Yes, they are. You want righties against him, and at 28%, I'm taking Mike Napoli. Okay. Yeah, I can totally see that. His job is to hit lefties, and he can do... Basically, it's the one thing he has left, but that's, uh, that'll be fine. Plus, if he gets to the White Sox bullpen, that's a good place to be, yeah. It's a fantastic place. It, it doesn't really matter who you're facing in that bullpen. <laughs> yep. Yep. I just I, like I love that. the fact that they have a guy named Bummer. <laughs> yeah. That kind of sums up how I feel about White Sox relievers right now. Yeah, I can see that for sure. And lastly, my A-pick. We've got Chad Cool yes. uh, pitching at home against the Cardinals. We've talked about Cool quite a bit in the show. Right-hander struggles with lefties. The guy I'm tossing out there is Colton Wong. Yep. Yeah, he's kind of the cheap left-hander on the uh, on the Cardinals roster he's, right now. He's doing damage this year. He, you know, he he got bad and then he got hurt and then he went away and now he's back and he's competent. The last month he's been real good, actually. Yes, he has. He's been on fire. Yeah, Matt, this is my A pick also. I'm is right really? there with young Colton. That's Wong. funny. Yeah, because he's been on fire. So in 18, the last month, eighteen percent. The mighty Colton Wong against Chad Cool. Chad Cool can't handle lefties, and Chad Cool has been bad in Pittsburgh. So the stars align on this one a little bit. I like Colton Wong there for sure. So my uh, my C pick, D pick, whatever. I want to throw out Tyler Flowers again against Robert Stevenson. Now it's going to be a good series for Tyler Flowers. I think you can consider him for sure. Mm-hmm. My C pick. I looked at this lefty-lefty matchup of Derek Holland and Martin Perez, and I looked for righties I liked. I didn't have Mike Napoli, but I did have your boy. Tim Anderson getting Martin Perez because as much as he's had an underwhelming season, he has still done damage against lefties. And it's Martin Perez, so I think he's had five home runs this month already. Yeah, he's doing fine lately. He's kind of figuring it out, and it's maybe not as juicy as facing Derek Holland in the White Sox bullpen, but I'm not worried about Martin Perez and the Rangers bullpen either. So yeah, I like that. That's an interesting game to look at. My B pick. Matt, we haven't talked about Dom Smith yet. He's the new Mets first baseman. Oh boy, an overhyped New York prospect. He, uh, he's a guy. He's a guy. He reminds me a little bit of Ike Davis, I guess. <laughs> but a little more contact, a little less power. Tom Smith is a real prospect. He, he's a guy worth looking at, but unfortunately might be more of a contact guy than a power guy, which is not what you want at first base necessarily. But the power could come. He could figure it out. So everybody in the major leagues is hitting for power right now, so maybe he'll get some help. But the contact skills are there. Hasn't done a lot yet. That's why he's only 11% owned, but he gets Vance Worley, and I feel like he'll be good enough to hit Vance Worley. So I like that there. But not as much as my A-pick, which is Colton Wong. Right there with you. I think this situation's good for Mr. Wong. All right. Sunday, the 20th, Matt. I think there are some options here. Nothing great, but after Friday, everything seems good. Mm -hmm. Would you consider Adam Conley going to New York to get the Mets? No. No? What don't you like about this? I'm stop- i got to stop myself from taking Adam Conley ever again. So. <laughs> That's just... You just got to cash out while you can. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. I could see it being fine, but there's not a ton of upside. And the Mets can actually hit a little bit. As much as their pitching is a disaster, they can hit a little. So mm. I'd be careful with some of those bats there. How about Sean Newcomb getting the Reds? Do you like that at all? 
actually, I like the other half a lot better. I do too. I, I Sean Newcomb might be like a sleeper for me next year. He hasn't quite figured it out here in his first stint. Still a lot of talent. Still the strikeouts, but not doing it yet. But Luis Castillo is getting it done. He is the opposite of Sal Romano in terms of being this Reds prospect that apparently is ready at least so far. Don't want to jinx him, but 3.39 ERA, 1.18 WHIP, and getting his strikeouts. And you're not scared of Atlanta. That's a totally fine matchup for him, isn't it? Not only that, he handled the Cubs his last outing. Yeah, he's a talented guy. 3.39 ERA from a rookie is, like, real good this year. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has been able to do much like that. So, yeah, and he's going decently deep into games. So, yeah, three straight quality starts, four, f- yeah, four straight quality starts. I like that matchup for sure. Would you consider Mark Leader, your boy, going to San Francisco this time? I would consider it, but I'm not taking it. But it's fine by you? It's okay by me, yeah. Yeah. San Francisco is like the new Padres. They're they're about that bad lately. Just in terms of matchup, I think it's fine. It's almost as bad of a park. So I could see Mark Jr. being okay there. How about Denelson Lamette at home against the Washington Nationals? They're also a little beat up. Would you consider this? They're a bit more right-handed. He's got righties who can do damage against him, though. He he doesn't like lefties. He can handle the righties. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's got to worry about Alejandro de Asa. Yes, he does. He has to worry about Wilmer Defoe, Daniel Murphy, Adam Lind, and Matt Wieters, and Alejandro Daza. So I'm not rushing out to start to Nelson Lament, but he has the strikeout upside, especially in San Diego, that if the ball stays in the park, you can get a start out of him that might be okay. So in your GPPs, I think you could consider to Nelson Lament here, but there's also that blow-up potential with him every time. But it's an option. I think it's playable. The only other one I really want to talk about is Parker Bridwell going to Baltimore. Parker Bridwell's ERA is now under 3. He's up to 47% owned. I don't know what's going on or why he is all of a sudden good. And he's not really striking people out. But 288 ERA, I would think about Parker Bridwell. The Orioles are a little bit scary. They're full of guys that can hit. But so far, so good for Parker Bridwell. Here's his earned runs allowed going back through his game log. Okay. 1, 1, 4. And that was versus Philadelphia when I picked him, of course. (laughs) One, two, two, zero, and then a five. But if we're cherry-picking stats, of the last eight, he's had two or fewer in seven of the eight. I don't know. His ERA's under three. His whip's good. Not a lot of strikeouts. But if you like that against Baltimore, he is eligible. He won't be that expensive. I would consider it. I think I'm going to go with you with Castillo, partly because the strikeouts separate it there. You know, get a little bit more of that from Atlanta. It's yeah. an easier matchup, more strikeouts. But I thought about Parker Bridwell, for sure. That was interesting to me, so... Yeah, but we are endorsing Luis Castillo. So if it goes bad, we apologize. Matt, how about hitters first Sunday? How are you thinking? Okay, Doug Fister is somehow still pitching for a team that's in playoff contention. Yep. He can pitch in the playoffs. I don't, I don't think he would make their starting ro- like playoff rotation. But I understand what you're saying. Yes, he could pitch like important leading up to the playoff games. Okay, well, you know, let, let's say like David Price has has another elbow issue. You're, yeah. looking, you're looking at Doug Fister, like, pitching important innings in, in October. Yeah, he'd probably make the roster at least, but... He would. The playoff rotation would be, like, Sale, Porcello, Erod, and Drew Pomeranz. So, but I understand what you're saying. Yes, it is atrocious that he is starting for the Red Sox right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd rather have Derek Holland than Doug Fister. <laughs> I could see that, yeah. For sure. Well, he was I mean, I, if, more if someone in the Red Sox happened to be listing and happened to facilitate a trade... Yeah. Anyways, Fisher's in fact right-handed. You want lefties against him. I'm I'm tossing our guy Jacoby Ellsbury out there. Uh, oh, okay. 28% owned. 
Okay, I can see that. I looked at him a little bit and considered it. I did not pull the trigger there, but against Doug Fister, I think it's going to be just fine. It's yeah. my C pick. Except yeah. uh, we've got Wade Miley facing off against the Angels. He's, in yes. fact, left-handed, and he has that awful, awful split against righties where he gives up all the home runs to them. Yes, he does. So I'm, I'm tossing uh, C.J. Crone in there against him. I think that's totally fine. Yeah, C.J. Crone's good enough to take him on. Yeah, I hope so. It's your B pick. I hope you like it. Yeah. It's good, though. Yeah. yeah. And lastly, my A pick... Dylan Braden Shipley heading two Minnesota to face the Twins. He's, in fact, right-handed. And bad. <laughs> anyway, before his career, he struggled against lefties. Uh, last season, he had 14 total home runs, 11 of them coming against lefties. The lefty I'm taking isn't a power guy, but I still think he can do damage against a guy like Braden Shipley, and that's Joe Maurer. You know, I've picked him this year, and I think it's totally fine. I think we've talked about how you have to construct your roster a little bit differently if you're doing DFS and stuff, mm-hmm. but... To like do a weird first baseman or something. I'm totally fine with it. He's going to get on base, you know, and they could easily score runs there. I'm not worried about Braden Shipley. So it's kind of a, it's an untraditional one, but at 5% on, I think Joe Maurer is totally fine. I think so, so. too, yeah. I looked at, Matt, my D pick, your boy Malik Smith gets Giovanni Gallardo, and I looked at that. Malik Smith is just not right lately, not getting on base very much, and he has not stolen a base yet in August. We talked about this with the uh, Ben Rivera thing in Anaheim, where it's like, if you're not running, you're deciding not to run, I would think. Something's not right. So if he hasn't stolen the base in August, I'm going to skip Malik Smith or leave him in as my D pick. But otherwise, it would have been higher for me. So worried about him there. Similarly, Brad Zimmer's been real bad. I like this matchup for him, getting Jason Hamill. I think he could be fine here, but he's in a funk for sure. And they've kind of taken him out of the leadoff spot. So it's my C pick. I would consider it, but... You might also have to bench him or so if you have him, but I have my eyes on him. I was right there with you on Braden Shipley. I have Max Kepler. You love Max Kepler. You just already picked him this month, but along with Joe Maurer, I'm sure he'll be fine at 18%, all those reasons. But my A pick, Matt, I thought about him against James Shields, but I want him more against Miguel Gonzalez. I want Shinsu Chu. I'm going to spend my shoe in August right here, unless he somehow moves his way up my priority list for Friday. But I'm putting him as my A-pick on Sunday against Miguel Gonzalez. Miguel Gonzalez is whatever. He won't go deep in that White Sox bullpen. He'll give it up to Shinsu Chu, I'm hoping. So that'll be Sunday for sure for me. But we're kind of on the same pages there in a lot of those matchups. So, um, okay, that should do it for us for our picks for this weekend. Matt, what did you have that was baseball but not pick-related? Okay, first, did you see the picture of Hawk Harrelson and Carl Yastrzemski? I did not. A newer one? Yes. it was. I think it was taken, like, today. Okay. No, I missed this. I don't have any context. I just, it showed up in my Twitter feed, and I uh-huh. saw it, and I was just like, you know, so I'm, I'm assuming Hawk is sleeping over, right? You told me that Hawk always talks about what best beds they are, right? Every story will come back to Yaz in some way, shape, or form. Every story. Yes. And, <laughs> Stoney, do you, you, know who that, you know who it was? Yaz. Yeah. It's and, his, his hero. <laughs> It is, and I, the the look on like I, I don't know if it was it was it was like a candid photo. I don't I don't think it was like planned because they're not really posing. They're kind of just like talking to each other, and, uh-huh. and the look in, on Yaz's face is just like, "Who are you, man?" <laughs> not as into it. No, even clearly not as no no. <laughs> clearly, that's not. pretty funny. I'm looking now. Yaz is 77 years old, and he probably thinks that Hawk is a weird old man. It would be my hope that Yaz wouldn't remember Hawk just just to. <laughs> just to have Hawk like just like be silent for like the rest of his life. 
Yes. I mean, if that yeah. actually if that actually so, happened, he'd never speak again. So I but, missed um, that photo, but that sounds pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I, it it made me smile. And secondly, uh, softball season started again. Oh yeah, you mentioned that to me. So your off season was nice and short. Yeah, uh, about yeah, about, yeah, five weeks I think, and now we're back into it. You already had your uh, your first game. It was today, yes. How did your first game go? Uh, we honestly, the difference in, in quality of play between our first game last season, the first game this season, is like night and day. Mm-hmm. We're just, in a good way. Uh, oh god, I yes. Uh, I, I had to play first base, and there were a few adventures there. It's incredibly hard. Is that what you would say? Yes. Getting getting <laughs> this getting the stretch down. Yeah. Making sure your foot is on the bag. You you're able yeah. to get, you're able to get the stretch and catch the ball in like rapid succession. Footwork is. Yeah. You know, I got you know I've got a lot of respect for the guys who can do it at a major league level. That's what I'm gonna say. Yep. And so, as your first baseman, clearly you're providing all the power in the lineup. I hope we had a, we had an odd batting batting order this time around. <laughs> okay. For some reason, they stuck me last. Okay. Which I am not like the last hit. I I should not be batting last. Yeah. I'm not. They that... probably don't put a whole lot of thought into it. But I understand. See, I'm kind of afraid they did. But either way, second leadoff guy. Maybe that's it. I went one for one for two with an RBI single and a walk. There you go. That's very respectful. So that's good. Did you guys win? Oh yeah. This is the big question. Yeah, we. No, uh, you know, the team we were playing. It was their first game ever, like ever playing as a team, and mm-hmm. let's just say they didn't. They weren't quite as up on the rules as a, a veteran club like ours, a playoff hardened yeah. team like ours. You're like we remember when we were like you. Four months ago, yeah, or whatever. Accurate, but no, you you can you could see like there was just a, you know as far as the strategy, they didn't quite have it down yet. Mm-hmm. And we were able to kind of take advantage of some of their stupidity. I'm not gonna say stupidity, but um, lack of knowledge, inexperience. Inex- much better word, inexperience. Yes. Yeah. So well, that sounds fun though. Nice well, guys. Congrats. One and zero. Yeah. Yeah, and a good match with that. One and zero. Well, congratulations. Thank now you. we get weekly updates on this again, which will be good. Good. Well, right on. You got anything else before we get rolling out here? No, nothing. Nothing. No, I think I think we 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 covered all our, all the bases we need to cover, Dill. All right. Well, Matt is on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS. I am on Twitter at Higgins FOS. We're we're back on a regular schedule. We're rolling through. That should do it for us for this weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you then. This podcast is over. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.